Life Audio. The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? Ready. All right, it's going down. This show is going to be epic, you guys, because I'll have Holland Davis back in the studio. Um, you've been on several times for many, many years. Um, and we talk about all kinds of awesome stuff like the Holy Spirit, afterglows, um, just um, a lot of the stuff that a lot of people have kind of forgot about, um, unfortunately, but it is the power. The word of the power is what a relationship with Christ is all about. And like you, as you uh, <clears throat> pray for people and you host these afterglows down at your church, down in Calvary Chapel, San Clemente, um, it's important that people learn about these giftings um, and tools that we use when we go out and, and, and pray for people just in the grocery store parking lot, in our church, concerts. I mean, wherever you find yourself, these are those tools that God um, uses, uh, gives to us in these certain times to to edify people, to encourage people, to heal people, to give insight on one's life of stuff that they've been struggling with, or even to reveal that God, through these gifts, that God is real. Yeah. And everything would is pointed to lead people back to a serious relationship with Christ. So I love having you back on. I know it's been in a minute. I've been traveling all over. We have a portable studio now. A lot of you listeners uh, that hear us in Peru or Chile or Mexico or even different parts of, of America. It's been cool just to interview people in different areas. But we got you here in the L.A. studio today, so I'm pumped to get this show going because there's been a lot of things that have been happening with you, I, I we were just talking before the show. Like, when's the last time you were here? It could have been even over a year ago. Probably over a year. But I know people know you because you have a lot of views on my YouTube channel when yeah. you're on the show. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of people are excited. They're like, "Finally, Ryan, you got him back." So, um, well, dude, what has been happening? I'm trying to think. So, 2023 now. So let's just look back in the last couple years. First of all. Where did we leave off? You were doing afterglows at your church on Tuesday nights. Are those mm-hmm. still happening? Mm-hmm. Seven o'clock? Yeah. No. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock on Tuesday nights. And you're live streaming them because last time you guys were having people streaming in from all over uh, different parts of the world joining you guys. You mm-hmm. still do that as well? Yeah. So is that all on Calvary Chapel, San Clemente? Yep. Dot yep. com? Yep. We keep it all there. Dot, dot org. CalvarySanClemente.org. Okay. Where they can check into it. But yeah, we it's been wild because now we have people that have been flying in from all all over the country. Perfect. We had a guy flying from Virginia Beach. He says, I, "I've I've been to many Calvary chapels. I've mm-hmm. asked them, do you guys do afterglows?' They all say no. And you know, and, and as you know, afterglow was something that Calvary Chapel was known for. You know, Costa Mesa with Pastor Chuck and. I used to do the afterglows there when John Corson was there, and we did them together, and he led them, and I did the worship, and then when he wasn't there, he would have me take over, and so... I have a question for you, yeah. for the listeners. Someone might say, what is an afterglow? Well, an afterglow is a time where we... What we do at our afterglow is we talk about the things of the Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and then we give opportunity for people to be equipped Mm -hmm. and empowered in the gifts of the spirit, the movement of the spirit. Um, And so it's not really 
uh, it's not like a Pentecostal kind of mm-hmm. meeting as much as it is. We do, we do Bible teaching, and that's what we broadcast is the Bible teaching. But then we turn the cameras off because mm-hmm. uh, it gets really personal. Right. And, you know, people start talking about, you know, personal issues. And so um, we'll turn it off at that point. And we've seen God do miraculous things, mm-hmm. very powerful things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree. I've been to several of them. Yeah. Well, actually, when I lived close to you, I was there every pretty Tuesday much every night. week. Yeah. yeah. Until, then, until COVID hit. And then I started traveling all over and moved out. So, yeah. yeah. And then you'll notice, like, when you were there, we never prayed for anybody. We had everybody else praying for people. Yep. So we would instruct them mm-hmm. on how to pray. So it was very practical. Right. And, uh, and so the fruit of that, now having doing that for some time now, is the people that have been attending are now doing the, the works of God, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a guy, uh, I talked to a guy yesterday, a pastor, and one of the people that attended our um, Afterglow just felt impressed by the Holy Spirit. I need to send this guy a note, tell him I'm praying for him and that everything's going to be okay. So um, what this guy didn't know is that this pastor gets AFib. His heart just starts beating. Mm-hmm. And when his heart starts beating, uh, he can't function. He just has to cancel everything. And so he so was... It just starts going super fast. Yeah, it's just super fast. So he wakes up and he gets this AFib. He's got memorials to do, funerals, and all these things planned for that day. And he's like, oh, great, I can't do it. And then his wife saw his text you know, from this guy from our church. And he says, you need to read this text. This is a word from God. And so he read it and he said, you know, everything's going to be okay. And as soon as he read those words, he felt the power of God come upon him. Wow. And his AFib went completely gone. It Amazing. was completely healed, you know. And so we're seeing things like that happen. Um, I was telling you before, you know, we actually had someone raised from the dead. Tell me about that. And that was crazy because it's someone you know. Yeah. You know, it's uh, someone your mom knows, mm-hmm. uh, a lady by the name of June Hesterly. Mm-hmm. Her husband, Jim and uh, Jim Hesterly, they were part of the Acts uh, ministry in Costa Mesa, Acts mm-hmm. 2-8 ministry, where mm-hmm. they prayed for the Holy Spirit. So they're the Holy Spirit people at Costa Mesa. Back when Chuck was around. Back when Chuck was around. Yeah, and we lived in the same area together, you mm-hmm. know, uh, our same neighborhood. Yeah. But she was at our women's Christmas um, brunch, and at the end of her message, you know, I'm upstairs doing the media and making sure everything's okay, and I and she goes, you know, I'm feeling really tired, I got to sit down. And so she like had to sit down to do the altar call. She gave an altar call. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what was going on with her. You know, we found out later she was having a heart attack. Uh, But she sits down, she gives an altar call. And then after she's done with the altar call, she says, I got to put my head down. And, uh, and so we're like, do you want us to call the paramedics? She said, no, I'm okay. I'll just, you know, rest. Maybe I'm low blood sugar and we're trying to give her chocolate and all this stuff. Nothing's helping. And so um, my wife noticed as her head was down, her skin started to turn ashen, and, which means you're not, your blood isn't circulating. Right. And so... Um, what is it? It's like white? white? Like white, yeah, yeah, whitish. You know, it's just grayish white. Grayish white, right. And so um, I said, well, we got to call the paramedics. And her friend was like, no, no, don't call the paramedics. I said, we're calling the paramedics. So we called the paramedics. And... Um, as they're on their way over, I just thought, let's, let's just pray for June. You know, let's just pray for her. And because uh, that's what we do. We pray for people. So right. let's just pray for her. 
I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't feeling like God gave me a word. Yeah. That, you know, we're going to yeah. raise her from the dead. Or yeah. I just thought we got to pray for her. Right. So one of the things I do, we gather a crowd, and I always ask the Lord, how do you want me to pray for this person? And uh, so as I'm asking note, the Lord. Note takers. Yes. How do I pray for this person? That could be in any environment. Right. It could be anything. So I just said, how do you want me to pray for June? And the Lord said, command her body to live. Mm -hmm. So I've learned by now, just, it sounds weird to me, just do it. Like, I just do it. Whatever the Lord puts in my mind. And so I said to her, I said, I command this body to live in the name of Jesus. And then I knelt beside her and I just felt like this, uh, this intensity come on me to pray. And I just started interceding for June and praying in the spirit. Spirit uh, is speaking in tongues. Right. Because you're uttering things that you don't even know at this point. It's just direct communication with God. That's the PC way of saying it. Mm -hmm. Speaking in tongues. Because, you know, if you say speaking in tongues and some, some groups don't like that. Yeah. So we say we pray in the spirit. Got it. They like that. So, um, so we were praying in the spirit, praying, speaking in tongues, and um, the paramedics came and they rolled her back and her eyes rolled in the back of her head. And I mean, they checked for a pulse. They weren't getting one. They were brought out the paddles to put it on her. And right before they put the paddles on her, her heart spontaneously came back to life. Her, her body just came back to life, just like we prayed. You yeah, know, yep. commanded her body to live. Mm-hmm. Her body just came back to life. Well, the paramedic at this point freaks out. He stands up and, you know, at this, by now, because they're here, I'm, I'm stacking chairs. I'm just going to the next thing. Right. He starts screaming, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this. He goes, this, this never happens. This never, you, you always put the paddles. He's screaming, right. walking through our church. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, whoa, what is going on? And I'm looking at June and, and they seem to be, you know, she's coming around. And so I'm just thinking, okay, they're, they're, yeah, you know, yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. And so I continue kind of, kind of cleaning up and they put her on a, on a gurney and they go to load her into the ambulance. And I stopped the guy and I'm like, you know, what's going on? You know, I'm, I'm the pastor here. I need to know what's happening. Yeah. And he's like, he looks at me and he's like flustered. He goes, yeah. I don't know. We're taking her to the hospital. <laughs> like that. He's like, that's all I know. And so he's freaking out. Uh, well, uh, I said, what hospital? He told me they, they put her in the ambulance mm-hmm. and her heart stopped again. 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 And so they go to put the paddles on her again and spontaneously, her heart just starts beating. Oh, my. So it twice, it happened. And um, now the, my, my guys that were with him, the security guys that walked him out, he came back and told me what had happened. And so I waited, and my wife and I uh, went down to the hospital, and I walked in the room because I didn't really know what had transpired. I wasn't thinking, like, oh, we just raised – Someone yeah. from the dead. Yeah. All I knew is we prayed for her. And so I, when I walked into emergency to see her, she was sitting up in her bed. And she said, Holland, they told me I died. Oh, my goodness. And she said, because, in fact, that guy, when he dropped her off, told everybody she what died. happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it wasn't like we were, yeah. you know, 
making this up or yeah. promoting ourselves. Right. He told everybody. The whole hospital staff knew what before had happened got there, before yeah. we got there. And so she goes, um, she goes, they told me I died. But then I heard that you prayed for me. And she looked at me. She says, Holland, she goes, this is all your fault. <laughs> She's like, I was at the gates and Jesus was like, come in. And I was about to touch his hands and bam, right back. She goes, she goes, I was ready to hear well done. And I said, well, what you heard was not done. Not done. Not done. That is classic. That's what all the old people are. They all say crazy stuff like that. Yeah. So she like at that moment, her just her husband called Jim. And she told him what had happened, and so he he said I, he wanted to talk to me, and she, he just he has really bad Parkinson's; it's hard for him to talk. Mm-hmm. And so he just said um, he said thank you, and I said, well, your wife's not really happy with me right now. And he laughed, and he, you know, he said thank you, and then they celebrated. I think a, a, a couple weeks later, sixty five years of marriage. Wow! So you know, the Lord knew that they wanted to have that that celebration, yeah. you know, 65 years of marriage. That's a, yeah, it's huge. And so she goes telling that story all over. But uh, but that was not what convinced me that it was a miracle because, it, you know, there's a lot that could happen, you know. But what they did is they did a test, in uh, a blood test. They tested her heart. And when, you, when your heart stops, it releases a protein into your mm-hmm. blood. And okay. it's 100%, never fails. In fact, that's why sometimes you can go into the doctor and they'll say things like, oh, you had a heart attack like a month ago. Right. They can see the trace of it. Yeah, they can see it. There was no trace. There was nothing that had any indication that her heart had stopped and her heart stopped twice. So like there was no. So when I heard that, she texted us that that later that night. When I heard that, then I was convinced that the Lord did something. He did something. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. you know, I'm skeptical. We all are. You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's like you see things happen. It's like, ah, I don't know if that really happened. Yep, totally. But when it's legitimate, yep. when God, you know, then there's, there is a legitimate, um, you know, something happened, you yep. know. Yeah. You know what happened. Yeah, absolutely. And so. Um, no, that's, a, dude, that's in, that is incredible, number one. And number two, um, on the other side of things, it's like this is the stuff that we read. This is stuff that we study. This is the stuff that Jesus has told us that we can do. You know, it's it's accessible for, for everyone. You don't have to be a super saint. You just got to have to have a true relationship with Christ, and he will do it through you. You know, this is nothing yeah. for him to do, you know, for, for the listening audience. Like this isn't – this is a, a mind-blowing for – us that live here on planet earth but for jesus he's just like i've called you guys to to demonstrate who i am through my power flowing through you Mm -hmm. to reach people and and to help people that mean that's what jesus did i was just reading that in mark it was like mark uh chapter 138 or something where it says that jesus got done praying and then he says i I must go from town to to town and villages you know, he just got done raising, uh, casting out demons, healing the sick. This is what Jesus' ministry is about. Mm-hmm. You know, teaching the word and then allowing the power to flow through well, it's our what, lives. It's what you've done. You go in and you preach the gospel, mm-hmm. and then you invite them to receive the baptism of the Spirit. Then you pray for the sick, yep. because these signs will follow those who believe. So we don't pursue the signs; they now, just follow. They follow. They happen. 
And so, it, and, and I want to go back, like yes. what you were saying, even like the, the 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 flow of your afterglow is, you go, you do worship, right? Get, no, we just get right in the word. Okay, well, okay, well, yeah. the word is the message. The word goes forth, and then the signs and wonders follow. Yeah, that's what Jesus has taught. Yeah, it's, that's it's, that's you the just got to take the Bible for a face value, right? You just do it, right? <laughs> so we we don't, you know, I I didn't go on a on a healing. You know, revival tour. Well, you didn't tour like, with Benny Hinn. Why not, man? No, I, I just didn't, you know. Do it. It's like uh, I thought, we, we could do this. <laughs> I mean, this would be legitimate, right? It's like, no, no, that's not how it works. You know, yeah. In fact, many times, uh, there's been times I wanted to go with you. And, mm-hmm. and like I'm like, Lord, okay, I want to go. And the Lord says, this is not a dog and pony show. Mm-hmm. This isn't something you take on the road. Right. He goes, I send you. You do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. You come back. That's it. It's just yeah. that's it. You're you're on a mission, and I've I've noticed that too. Like what you're saying is like, it's like you're because people think like you hear these stories and they think like, oh man, you're just walking around, just all this stuff's just happening like every day and every night, and it's just you know. But it's like God gives you that grace for these moments. Like He prepares you. You know, you're going through stuff at home. You're dealing with your wife, your kids, your business, your <laughs> normal life stuff. Going to church, reading, praying, and then. There's like a moment when he's like, pray for this guy. And then, boom, something crazy happens. Yeah. That's like the Gospels. Like, you read the Gospels, it's, like, it's, it's, a, hi- it's a highlight reel of, of years. Yeah. You know, the God, one, one you know, chapter is like, what is it? Uh, Mark's like, chap- like 18 chapters or 16 chapters or something. That's like three years of ministry. And it's just like a highlight reel. It wasn't, right. you know, I mean, I'm sure Jesus did a lot more stuff, obviously, because it says there's so many books. But, but when you lo- even look at the book of Acts, too. Like it's, these are highlight reels of like years and years, you know? And you look at like, you know, for instance, when Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda and he healed one person. Right. I mean, that place was packed. Oh, that's true. The, it packed was packed. People that were jacked. But he was sent to one person, mm-hmm. you know, to heal one person. And that's I, true. And so for me, it's, it, that's been a growth area because, yeah. you know, my mind is always, hey, let's just do it everywhere to everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Mine too. I, I can't, <laughs> but there's times when I go out and the Lord says, no, I don't want you to do it yeah. everywhere to everyone. I'm sending you to this one person. one person. You tell them what I want you to tell them mm-hmm. and you come back, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I know there's some people that are, they have like an Elijah ministry, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're called to the masses, you know, it's like, we got hundreds of prophets of Baal. Let's get the top pyrotechniques happening. Yeah. Let's be, you know, make the big altar. Let's make, do the big scene. Yeah. And then there are the guys that are like Elisha's, and I and I almost relate more to Elisha, because he did twice as much as Elijah did, mm-hmm. but he did it one at a time. Mm-hmm. He did it like individual to individual mm-hmm. to individual. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was talking to um, uh, one of our assistant pastors about this. It's like God will send me, you know, to certain people, and I don't understand, you know, what the significance is. But he'll open up that person to me and everyone around. I, I have no clue. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that happened this couple of weeks ago. We had someone that came all the way out from Wisconsin mm-hmm. to come to the Afterglow service. I mean, we have people coming from New York State, yeah. Virginia, Wisconsin. And it, it didn't occur to me till at the very end of the evening. It's like, oh, here's this person that showed up and I'm like, who are you? Yeah. And you know, why are you here? And she came to receive from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, let's pray for her. And as we're praying for God, 
gave me very specific things about her life, very detailed. Mm-hmm. And because um, God's in the details, He's into the details. Like that's that's in fact that evening, that's what I talked about. We talked about the gifts of the Spirit, and I talked about how you know with prophecy, especially there's so many people out there talking about prophecy and it's false prophecy. Uh, because it's very generic. You know, mm-hmm. God is going to move amongst the nations. It's like, no, I want to know what nation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, what area? What area? Yeah. I want to yeah. know. It's yeah. like when, when you were at the Afterglow, mm-hmm. I think I, uh, one night the Lord showed me a picture of China, the China area. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's happening over in that area? China, mm-hmm. Hong Kong, Singapore area. And you're mm-hmm. like, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I think, what, a few weeks later, yeah. God opened up a door mm-hmm. of ministry we, to we, go we over went, there. We went to the Philippines, too. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's specific, right? God yeah. showed us yeah. an area. Mm-hmm. It wasn't generic. It was mm-hmm. it was Australia like, too. Australia it was, too. It, you, there was that one, like right. you said, but then there was one with Australia, and then about a month later, we were like touring Australia. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The Lord, the Lord brought that to mind. So, so yeah. So details, details. Not like you'll be used in the world. Yeah, for God's, <laughs> yeah. There's somebody here with with an arm. An and, arm, and, and it's and you're, it's hurting. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that could be everyone. Yeah, right? with, with like yeah, a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but no, it's very specific, and um, and God loves the details because it communicates His great love for that person, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing. Yeah, and that also when you do that, or when God does that, it just really um, shows people that God is real and sees them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a situation. I don't know if I told you this, but we were we were down at. I've said this on the show before, but there's been so many episodes a long time ago. Um, <coughs> actually, a couple. Actually, it was two summers ago. We were down in. Um, we were in Calvary Chapel Vista, and they were doing a. Um, they they invited the Hoosovers to come down to do a skate contest right there in Vista. And it's kind of hood right there in that little area. It's right. very uh, um, a lot of Hispanic, fatherless. Now you, did you know that I actually helped start Calvary Vista when I was 16? No, I did not know that. I was I the know I was very first worship leader. There, Calvary Vista. At Calvary Vista. And then at 16, they made me the youth pastor. Oh. Because the Lord was blessing our, our studies at school. We would have studies at Vista High. In Vista High. And uh, then we did like a Tuesday night study where we had like 40, 50 kids from different churches. And um, they would just show up. We'd worship, and I just open the Bible, and we just teach yeah, through the Word. That was it. And um, God was just moving. And so uh, when the pastor heard about that, he says, "Okay, you're the youth pastor." He's like, "Yeah." And, he, and I'm like, 16. I'm a youth pastor and the worship leader. I mean, what did I know? That's phenomenal. <laughs> you know. And then I'm teaching like a Bible study. I had like 60 or 70 people in this living room, this Bible study. And um, there's these old people down to like these little, you know, people my age. And I'm talking about marriage and child rearing and like, you know, from the Bible. Like, this is what the Bible says, you know. (laughs) It's like, I had no clue what I was talking about. Is it that same vista? Yeah. It's the same one, same place. Yeah. Well, no. It 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 probably moved around. It had moved. It was uh, on a hillside. Uh Uh, There was like a little church they bought on the hillside. And then I had already gone to Calvary Escondido when. Um, Brian Broderson came down, and then they bought the. Was he place at, that was they he at Vista? Now. Yeah. Oh. So he was he he actually the the it was a hardware store before. That's the one, and so it has a back patio. Yeah. So so we're yeah that's it now. So it's a nice church. So we were uh, we were at the skate park. They built a skate park down the street. Nice. Oh wow! Yeah, it's actually a nice skate. At Bringle Terrace. 
I, it's it's probably like five minutes driving max. Oh, okay. It's right there, but it's an it's an amazing little plaza, like a nice, well done skate park. It's actually two sections, one bowl and then one street. Nice. It's uh, legit for that area. But um, yeah, we we did a skate park, we did an event, and then after the youth pastor, which is no longer there now, I guess he moved up to. Lompoc, back to Lompoc, Tyler Warner, I think his last right. name is, or Tyler something. So he uh, he goes, hey, man, all these kids that gave their life to Christ, all these skaters, he's like, invite them back to the, to the church. We're doing a conference. So I invite them all back to the conference. Well, it turns out these guys are all a little like hood gangster, you know, you know, smoking weed and the whole thing. I invite them back to the conference, and it turns out it's a um, purity conference. So – all these skaters show up, and it's all the, like there's all kinds of girls there. So they're like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> and they had a half pipe set up too. So there was a ramp. So they're all skating the half pipe. There's all these you know guys and girls there, or whatever. So these guys, these little skater kids, are like, "Church is epic, right?" <laughs> so so then they they uh, they go in. They they start like the they start the worship set. And next thing you know, me and the youth pastor were sitting in the back of the church looking, and they start the music. So they think it's like a concert. So they all walk to the front of the stage and they're starting to like vape. So you see like clouds of smoke in the in in the front. And dude, me and Tyler are just laughing. And he, and I looked at him. I go, Hey, dude, I go. They're vaping in your church or smoking or doing something, smoking something in your church. He's like, Dude, it's so awesome to see that they're in church. So the grace card, right? So that right. happens. So then, um, so then we go out after the session's done and we're out there in the. Um, there's like a it's it's like a bunch of like uh, school benches where you would eat lunch, you know, and it's just full of like hundreds of kids. And I'm sitting there with the youth pastor talking to him, and all of a sudden I I I'm, I I I keep like looking to the right, and I see crutches, and like God like highlights the crutches, right? And I'm like, okay, so I keep talking to him, but then I keep getting my vision like I keep like wanting to look to the crutches. So I tell the youth pastor, I said, hey. I'll be right back. I'm going to go over to, uh, I'm going to go, I'll be right back. And I just walked over by myself to the crutches. I'm all, whose crutches are these? And, and this, this girl that's sitting at the table, she's like, it's mine. And, um, I go, what, what, what happened? And she's like, she goes, uh, last night in the game on Friday night at my, my, uh, basketball game, she goes, I jumped up and I can't, and the girl that jumped up in front of me came down and came back on my knee and, and, uh, tore, uh, tore my ACL, oh, sprained wow. something else. She had some like blood clots, sprained something else in her leg and her like meniscus or something like that. And she said she got an x-ray and that she's supposed to go back and get an x-ray on Monday again. And then she's going to go into surgery. And I said, I'm going to pray for you right now that God's going to heal you. And she just kind of laughed and like giggled like, okay, whatever. These are all high school students. And I said, can I touch your, can I touch your leg? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay my hands on you. The Bible talks about laying hands on, and I'm going to pray for you. She goes, okay. So I go, in Jesus' name, I pray that all the pain will just disappear now. And she just starts bawling. And I said, what's happening in your leg? And she says, all the pain just left. And I said, but your leg's all wobbly, right? And she's like, yeah, because it's loose. And I said, I'm going to pray just again. And I said, for just complete healing in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray that you just tighten her knee right now. Just tighten it all up. And she starts, she's crying and she looks at her friend and she goes, all the pain's leaving my leg right now. My leg, this guy just prayed for my leg to get healed. And her friend looks up and goes, what the F? <laughs> <laughs> and all the girls at the table are like, what is going on right now? And I'm like, look it. I said, I don't know what's going on with you, but the, the Holy Spirit highlighted you. I came over. I prayed for you. God's touching your life and he loves you. And she just starts bawling. And she said, and this goes back to what you were saying. She was just like, she's like, I came to this conference 
And because she goes, I've just felt for like months and months and months that I've been praying. She says, I haven't felt the presence of God. She's like, I just feel like God doesn't see me. Mm. He doesn't, I'm, he's not aware of me. And I said, well, I said, <laughs> clearly he sees you and he's doing this right now because he wants you to know that he sees you and he loves you. And so anyway, at the end of the conference, I, I, I go, how's your, I go, how's your lady feeling now? She, she said that she felt like her leg was like almost like 80% like tight, tight, wow. tighten, no pain. And I go, hit me up on Instagram later um, in a couple of days and DM me and let me know. F- fast forwarding, she hits me up and she goes, I went to the doctor's. I got an x-ray. She says, the doctor doesn't understand what's going on. And I told him that God healed me. And when I was leaving the hospital, they called me again, the doctor. She goes, we're still wrapping our heads around this. We don't understand how your ACL is healed. You have no blood clots. You have no sprain, nothing. And she went back that next week and testified to the team and played basketball. And I, and I texted the pastor and everyone that was with me at that group. And I said, hey, that girl just texted me this. And the youth pastor goes, Dude, it's Wednesday night. She's here at my church running around with no crutches. And God <laughs> healed her. And wow. she testified. And going back to what you said that, or we were talking about how God just wants to reveal himself to people and let him know that he loves them. And he does it through words, through healings, through the scripture, through through whatever. But he, he does that because he wants to reveal himself. And we're going to go to break right now um, in about 20 seconds. But we got Holland Davis from Calvary Chapel San Clemente. And I want to plug the whosoever's. Go to the whosoever's.com. Book us to do a skate park, to speak at a conference, your church service to your youth, and even in your public schools. We went to 77 schools last year, public schools globally. Invite us to bring the Great Commission to your city because God loves them and he loves you. Peace. More of the Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. What impacts you every day? 
There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now, back, back. To the Ryan Reese Show. All right. Right before the break, I have Holland Davis in studio from Calvary Chapel, San Clemente. And we were just talking about cool Holy Spirit stuff that you guys are doing afterglows. Still down at your church at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. Calvary Chapel, San Clemente. And many churches don't do afterglows, believe it or not, in, the, in, uh, in the, the Calvary Chapel movement right now. Because there was a gentleman that was looking to find, and there's a few that do them. But um, it was a thing of the past. Uh, when I say that, it was it was a thing of the past of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, and other churches. And then for whatever reason, even with COVID and everything, just kind of got shut down. And everyone needs to kind of start bringing stuff back more and get back in the in the groove. Because it is important that you uh, learn the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You have the knowledge of the Bible by teaching, but then the signs and wonders will follow Jesus preached. And a lot of us um, want to step out in these things and know more about them. But these are the places that you go to learn about them, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, we know on the word for today, the app, the Chuck Smith app, it has he has a whole Holy Spirit series. And those are good uh, starting points. But it's also good to go to Afterglows because they will keep expounding on it. And then I like how you guys turn off the cameras, you know, the live feed after. And then you actually have people pray for each other. And and um, it's like uh you're, you're getting your hands dirty, right? You're, you're learning it. You're seeing it right there, hands on. What's crazy is like those, uh, those videos you talked about that Chuck did, mm-hmm. they did the same thing. They turned the cameras off. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit, like I would have loved to see, um, I mean, I did see Pastor Chuck, you mm-hmm. know, pray for people mm-hmm. and do those things, but it would have been great if, the, if somewhere those, the, 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 um, Archives. the part that was turned off yeah. was, could be I, somehow I discovered know. to Imagine. see. You know, back in the day, what what had happened? But you you were doing it. You've done it at another uh, one of the old school dudes. Uh, um, I was gonna say Holland Davis. You're old school too, but <laughs> you're not that old school. You're old school, right? I'm like I was like a little you're, kid. You're a little bit younger. I was like a little kid growing up with the Mike McIntosh. Exactly. Like, so you're the. Next I was a, like the ten year old that was hanging. You know, like yeah. hey, can yeah. I go play with the? You're cool like kids? the Mark hanging with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, David Rosales is who yeah. I was talking about. Calvary Chapel Chino. Yeah, they um, they invited me to come out for their youth, and they wanted me to lead worship and do an afterglow. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, 
uh, I prayed and I thought, you know, I just want to focus on the afterglow. So they had one of their worship teams, um, you know, lead worship. They invited like uh, they invited the youth leaders from Golden Springs, from different Calvary chapels, mm-hmm. Wildwood. And I didn't know that, you know, they had this whole group of mostly youth leaders and then some just some people in the in the like the 20 something groups. And so uh, the Lord just said, just share your testimony, share your story of, of how your journey with the Holy Spirit. So I did that. And um, and then we just said, OK, we're going to pray for people. And we started you know, praying for people and God started giving us words for people and then. And the Holy Spirit just started moving in, in, in power. I mean, it was like radical. What Some of these people were crying, weeping. The Holy Spirit started falling on people, and they were getting like the electricity thing, mm-hmm. like what I received when mm-hmm. Lonnie Frisbee prayed for me. And then, um, and then the Lord just stopped me and said, and, and basically what he said, there's someone here in crisis. You're not to say it out loud, but they're in serious crisis. And, um, and so stop and they know who they are. So just invite them to come up. So I said, I'm supposed to stop right now. I mean, I'm in the middle of this thing, you know, like I'm supposed to stop right now. And there's someone here, you know who you are. And, um, the Lord told me that they were going to end their life. And so he says, you know who you are. You need to come up, come up right now. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say why you need to come up. Just come up right now. And I, and I said, I'm sorry, i got to end early. And so the worship team was like, no, we'll play. So they started playing. <sighs> and this one person walked up. And when he got up to the front, I just looked at him and says, you are the one that was going to end their life. And he just, like, mm-hmm. he was weeping. But then he just, like, shouted, like, let out this, like, sob and fell to his knees. Dang. And just like, I mean, it was heavy. And like the, the enemy was just trying to just to destroy this person. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up praying, ministering to that person. Well, uh, fast forward that, like a, several months later, recently I did um, the men's gathering at uh, Dave Rosales' church. Mm-hmm. And the Lord wanted me to speak on the Holy Spirit. So I just spoke on the Holy Spirit, the re- three relationships that... Uh, every person has with the Holy Spirit or can have with the Holy Spirit, you know, that, you know, before you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit's with you. Mm-hmm. When you receive Jesus. Wait, wait. I'm going to break it down a little bit more. Yes. The Holy Spirit, before you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit is with you. What does yes. that mean for someone that doesn't know what that means? In other words, he's in the world. He's everywhere. You know, he's. And what's he do? What's and, he, what do you mean he's everywhere? What's and, he doing? Well, he's, it's in that relationship that when you're far away from God, he mm-hmm. convicts you of sin. Mm-hmm of righteousness and of judgment, of sin, because they don't believe, right? Mm-hmm. That, and so that's where the Holy Spirit begins to work on a person who doesn't know Jesus to say, hey, there's something not right about your life. Right. You know, and then you start, you know, seeking God. Okay. Of righteousness, because, you know, I've, you know because it's, he's going to convict that person whether they're standing in their own righteousness or in the righteousness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if they're self-righteous, if they're standing in their own righteousness, like I'm a good person, I can, you know, I, God, of course, is going to let me into heaven because I've mm-hmm. done so many good things. Well, that's self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit convicts you of that and of judgment because the ruler of this world is already judged, you know. And so Satan is already judged. This world is already judged. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit will reveal to you that if you're part of this world system, 
then you're under judgment. Mm-hmm. You're already judged. You're on, it's not like you're going to. He reveals that to you in your conscience and your heart. Like, yeah. That's, that's what he that's the job of the Holy Spirit. And, and we've heard testimonies of that where somebody has a dream about hell and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I saw myself in hell. And that's the know? Holy Spirit activating himself in that way. Right. Revealing himself in that way. But that's the Holy Spirit with. With. And he's okay. with everybody. Right now. In that way. And the job is to draw all men to Jesus. Right. That's his job. So he's with you. To bring you to Jesus. To bring you to Jesus. Okay, so that's the with. And so when you then accept Jesus Mm -hmm. and you become born again, you Mm -hmm. you become, you commit your life to Jesus Christ, you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit then comes and sets up residence inside of you. So the person of the Holy Spirit is in you now. The Spirit right. of God is inside of your body. Right. That's why when someone says, well, I'm gender confused or I'm this or I'm that or I'm an alcoholic or I'm whatever, it's like if you're born again, no. You are born of the Spirit. You have a new identity. You are now identified by your relationship with Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit now lives within you. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit tells you who you are. And the Holy Spirit is not going to tell you a lie. He's not going to yeah. lie to you yeah. about who you are yeah. and say that you're something that you're not. He's going to yeah. tell you the truth about who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, And everybody, I think, wants to know the truth. Like, I want to know the truth. I don't want the joke to be on me. Yeah, I don't want to be lied to, right? Yeah. I don't want to find out that the culture lied to me or all these people lied to mm-hmm. me. I want to know the truth. The Holy Spirit does It's like that. the Truman Show, right. walking around, and yeah. the whole joke's on you. On the guy, yeah. yeah. But, but you find out that... Uh, when the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, mm-hmm. he begins to tell you the truth, yeah. you know, reveals Jesus, you know, uh, testifies of mm-hmm. Jesus. But then there's a third relationship where the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Mm-hmm. And that's what he ta- Jesus talked about in Acts 1-8. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, mm-hmm. he will, you know, you will receive power right. to be a witness. And that's the, the, what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where... <laughs> Where the Holy Spirit comes upon you in power, and for me, and what, what is that? Sorry, I just want no, to get all these nuggets out of you. So, what does the power look like when they, when one says the power will come upon you? What does the power do in a, a new a new believer's life or a believer's life? Well, it's we see that there are uh, three. Um, manifestations of the of the spirit mm-hmm. when the spirit comes upon you one is that you speak in tongues mm-hmm. you know you receive your prayer language mm-hmm. uh and you learn to pray in the spirit the other some people i know don't speak in tongues mm-hmm. but they get the second one where they speak the word of god with boldness mm-hmm. and so like uh like evangelists like mm-hmm. my wife she doesn't speak in tongues but um but she does declare the word with boldness like mm-hmm. i've seen her with unbelievers and she'll just start talking Jesus to the person, and they'll just start weeping. Mm-hmm. And as you know it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, because I'll talk to the person about Jesus, and they'll say, you're a freak. Get away from me. You know, like they don't, yeah. they, they're not into that. But when she does it, she'll say the same exact words, but God just cuts right into their heart. And then um, the third thing is prophecy. They begin to prophesy. And so we see all three of those in the book of Acts where uh, they either prophesy, speak in tongues, or they declare the word of God with boldness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know a lot of pastors that maybe they don't speak in tongues, but they declare the word of God 
with boldness, or they or, or they uh, will prophesy, and and that come that happens when the Holy Spirit empowers you, comes upon you with power. Mm-hmm. Now it looks different for different people. You know, some people they receive it by faith, mm-hmm. and there doesn't seem to be much outward evidence at that time. Um, but uh, like with me, when Lonnie Frisbee prayed for me, it was like a thousand volts of electricity going through my body. So it was like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I, that, who else got – someone else got that, one of the old school guys. It was like, was it Moody or Moody – D.L. Moody, the girl said, you better not go out and preach until you get baptized with the Holy Spirit. That was Moody, yeah. And he sat in his, he sat in his uh, uh, dining room by his fireplace and he's like, I don't know where it is, but I need the baptism. And he received yeah. the power and then his whole ministry changed. Yeah, he didn't, it didn't change anything. He did everything the same, but – the, the results were different. Yeah, the results were different. The exactly. results were exponentially different. And that's kind of how it has been in my ministry. It's like I do the same things I've always done, but then the results are different. Because of the power of God. Because of the power of God. Mm-hmm. So I was sharing this with the guys, and, I, and, I, and God gave me a, a specific word for that group of guys. And he said, and I listed four or five things. I said, okay, this – I said, you – Need you know you need to come forward. I said this is what you're agreeing to. You're going to um, leave your life of sin. You're going to repent. You're going to turn to Jesus. You're going to come and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I said, okay, you come. I'm not. This is between you and the Lord. And the Lord's and this whole time I'm preaching, I'm like, this is the wrong message. This is just not. This this is not the right message for this time or this place or whatever. And, um, and finally the Lord said, give the message. I gave you the message and put your head down and close your eyes and I will do the work. So I said, okay. So I, I did exactly that. I gave the message. I didn't add to it. I read literally from my notes. That's how insecure I was. I didn't, I didn't deviate at all. I just like read it. Don't mess it up. Just read the notes. (laughs) So I know then, what you're saying. Yes. So then I um, I bowed my head and I closed my eyes and I've seen your dad do this many times where he just is just praying, and you know like you're listening right and you and you know like the altar call like when a bunch of people coming people are clapping and cheering and all this stuff it's crickets and I'm sitting there and like three people clap like three people literally just clap and I'm like oh Lord this is this was a bomb I knew it I'm just sitting there this was totally. This was the wrong thing. And then I lifted up my eyes, and it was packed. Wall-to-wall people, guys packed down front and up the aisles. Wow. Halfway up the, ch- up the church building. It yeah. was packed. Guys weeping. Yeah. They're, they're like weeping before the Lord. The, the guy that organized it that invited me, he's in the front row weeping. And the Holy Spirit is moving in like massive power. And we just began to to pray over them. And the reason why I bring that up is because— I just want to point something out. You know the Holy Spirit's moving because grown men in the morning— Don't cry. They don't cry. They don't get up. And they definitely don't cry and get up in front of other men. Right. Okay? It's a move of the Holy—and that is the power is when the Holy Spirit flows through you and he impacts the people. The presence of God is there. And you're just like 
people get wrecked by the Holy Spirit. They're just like, dude, it's conviction. It's it's a move of the Holy Spirit. God speaking to them. And this was, you know, that's how you know. <laughs> this was a church. This is, you know, Calvary Chapel Chino Valley. The guys there are not like metro guys. No, these the, yeah, these, these guys are not. They're yeah. hardcore. Yes, like they've some of them have done prison time. It's like they're like <laughs> they are they are hardcore. And so when they're there, yeah. like weeping, yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit yes. is moving. That's what I'm saying. And uh, but. After all of this, the guy that I prayed for at the youth um, afterglow came up and found me. And oh yeah, that guy. Okay. And I and, and he goes, I just wanted to let you know. He goes, I'm I'm getting married. I mean, he was a totally different person. Yeah, like God yeah. had totally set him free. Mm-hmm. And and so that is why we do it, right? That's that's the fruit we're after. We're after the changed lives. Mm-hmm of the people that get set free by Jesus Mm -hmm. and anybody can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, all of us can do it. Um, We had a a little Bible study in our home when we lived in Escondido and um, this guy in our Bible study invited a homeless guy to our, you know, our our, um, Mm -hmm. little Bible study and um, the homeless guy wanted prayer, you know, and we're like, okay, sure. You know, how can we pray for you? And he goes, well, you know, when I look in the mirror, I see like an evil face looking back at me, like mm-hmm. decomposed. And when I'm at, uh, walking down the street, I see these like two feet guys, like impish kind of looking creatures, like mocking me. And and I'm like, you know, well, yeah, I mean, you obviously need prayer. You know, maybe the Lord, when, you know, you've got uh, like some wounded heart or whatever. You know, I was I was really young. I didn't know much mm-hmm. about the Holy Spirit or anything like that. And so I said, okay, we'll pray for you. And we said, and we asked the Lord just to minister to us. You know, we're praying a very generic prayer. Like, you know, God just touched this person's heart. And he's gone, you know, sounds like he's had a rough life and all this stuff. And as we're praying this prayer, all of a sudden this voice comes out of him. And he says, I'm not leaving. You know, this really wicked sounding voice. I'm not leaving. I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, I'm not leaving. And my skin was crawling and all this stuff was happening. And I was like, okay, I know what this is. Yep. This is, uh, this is a demon. And I'm like, what do I do with demons? Well, I just read in the Bible that Jesus, when he met the gathering demoniac, he just said, shut up and come out. Come out. So yeah. that's all I knew. I said, shut up and come out. <laughs> and so this guy goes, rah, and he like did the whole like thing. Yeah. And then another one cop you know, came up and then another one came up and another one. And there was like several of them. And they were like, I'm going to attack your wife. I'm going to attack your baby. And we had a little baby. And when that, we cast that one out and my, my son started crying. And so they, they went and they started praying for my kids. And I mean, it was, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. And this was, you know, and then finally he just says, I'm out of here. And he stood up and to walk out of the house and he opened the door, and, and right at that moment, there was a single mom like living next to us, and she opened her door. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get back into this house and to sit down. And this guy turned around like he was going to punch me, and I said, don't hit me. <laughs> and my, and then my neighbor's eyes in were Jesus like this name. big. Yeah. She closed her door. <laughs> she just said, okay, I don't, I don't need to leave yeah. right now. Yeah. And he goes, I think I'll sit down. And he came back and he sat down. And, and, and I'm like, Lord, this is just taking a long time. And the Lord said, lead him to Christ. 
So I said, okay, I don't want to talk to any more yeah. demons. I want to talk to the person. And I've, and finally that person came forward. Yep. And I said, do you know what's going on? And he said, yes. I said, do you want to receive Jesus? And he said, yes. And so we led him to through the prayer to receive Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it took him like 10 minutes just, just to, to say, say the, the name of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He, totally. could, he wouldn't say before. it. Yeah. And so, um, yep. and so he eventually prayed, and at that moment, as soon as he prayed that, we said, okay, now everything has to go. And he was set free. God delivered him. Mm-hmm. Well, then he disappeared, and we had no clue. I mean, now, we're, we're nobodies at this point. This is before I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not even teaching the Bible at this point. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, you know, a person that goes to church, and we're leading this little home group. And... Uh, and I was leading worship at my church at that Just time. Just a spirit-filled Christian. Just a regular guy, right? <laughs> a regular guy. And that's encouraging. Yes. That's encouraging. That was before you went into ministry. Right. So this goes back to the beginning of the show is here's a spirit-filled Christian, just a normal person. Just doing what the Lord wants us to do. And it's happening. Yeah. So a year later, I look out and there's the guy sitting in our church. That's awesome. But he's completely cleaned. Yeah. He's like dressed, showered, and um, he had gotten a job. He was buying a house, and he was getting married. Like God had totally. And when I saw him, I just started weeping, you know, because, again, that's why we do it. We do it not for the accolades, not, you know, I wasn't, I didn't like go, okay, now I'm going to go on a demon busters tour and we're going to go to all the cities and talk about how to cast out demons. Yeah. It was, um, we just did it because we wanted to see people, uh, set free from the powers of this world and be liberated to follow Jesus and to fall in love with Jesus. And that's really the only reason why we do it. Mm. And that is what, uh, that's what keeps us doing it. Um, that's what we see today. Now God has recently opened up a, a door to minister to Jewish people, Orthodox Jewish people. But it's the same thing. We're not. We're not. We're only pursuing Jesus, and we're only just like you send us, Lord, to the people you want us to talk to, and you put us in front of the audiences you want to put us in front of, mm-hmm. and we'll be obedient to whatever you want us to do. You know, that's literally, as I'm listening, that's that's the simplicity of it is, I was reading a devotion the other day by, could have been Franklin Graham, or, not, or Billy Graham, maybe Billy Graham, or David Jeremiah, or some, some one of those devotions I have, but it's just talking about going where God has called you to go, you know, just praying and waiting and then showing up to those spots, and they could be, it could be an arena, it could be a one one person it could be um, church services, going to wherever God has called you to go. And God knows you, as in everyone that's listening individually. And he's not going to do stuff that's going to bore you. Like he's, he, wants to, he, knows what, he knows what you like. Mm-hmm. So he's going to put you into these situations. Like if you don't want to cast out demons and you're scared of that, I don't think he's going to give you the demon ministry. <laughs> Not at first. No, no. Well, what I'm saying, I mean, casting yes. out demons is scary, period, yeah. even if you've done it several times. But what I'm saying is, like, God's not going to put you in things that you hate. 
Right. Like he's going to do stuff like I, everything that I, he puts me in all these new situations and I, he puts me in. Not that I'm like, okay, I want to do that. But he puts me in situations that I'm like, wow, that was amazing. I love this. Like he wants, he, he gives you desires of your heart and he's going to put you in cool situations. And when I say cool situations, I'm not saying you're going to walk in and be like, I got this. I'm ready. Or this is something I like. He's going to, he's going to put stuff, put you in situations that's going to grow your faith mm-hmm. and that's going to stretch you, you know, and into being, you know, doing bigger things with your life. But he's not going to, he knows what you like is he, at the end of the day, he knows what's in your heart desires and he's going to do stuff in your life. That's going to blow your mind. That's going to excite you. Like the disciples, all these different situations, they, they, they got put in, they got put into jail. They got beaten. They came out and they were like, we're stoked. Like we're, dude, this is an amazing opportunity for us to, to get beat for Jesus. Well, they didn't know that they were going to like it, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't like it happening at the time, but then they, that gave them more umph to go out and do more for Christ. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he does that in our lives. I've noticed that in my particular life is like, he, see, he gives us the desires of our heart. Yeah, but we don't really know what the desires of our yeah. heart are. Yeah, totally. You know, but he does. Yes, and that's that's why I tell folks all the time. It's like, um, you know, like we have a uh, we have a, a lady at our church. She's very shy, and we always talk about evangelism. Mm-hmm. And but she's very shy, so she's not the person that's going to go out knocking on doors yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So she's like, "Lord, I would like to evangelize. I would like to, yeah. you know, to pray for people." Mm-hmm. And so she's at work, and God sends her someone, and who just starts asking her questions. Finds out she's a Christian and starts asking her all these questions. Mm-hmm. And at first, she's like you know, feeling intimidated. Like, I don't know the answers to these questions, but then she's like, Oh, wait a minute. God is sending me this person. And she ended up leading that person to Christ. That's my, that's my point. What I'm trying to say is like, he's not going to put you in situations as far as like that you hate. You want to do evangelism? Well, obviously she's probably not good with like a big, large crowd. Right. He's like, I know your desires. So I'm going to answer it this way. Like he does this, and then and then you're like, oh, that was amazing. And he brings you more. It's like he knows your heart's desires, and he he wants to use you. He loves you. He wants to bless you, and he wants you to grow in your faith. Yeah. He doesn't want you to be just stuck at like in a certain place with him. Right. He wants to grow you, and those stretching moments and growing moments are tough. Those seasons, but and you know the Hebrew word for that is what? test. Test. Oh. Perfect. That God tests you. He gives you an opportunity to grow mm-hmm. and to elevate you in a supernatural way it's always supernatural all right well we're gonna end it there holland that we have 10 seconds left that was an amazing show thank you for coming on i'm I'm pretty pretty positive that all the listeners are stoked that i had you come back on and we'll do it again all right peace all right This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. 
With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.